You know, together with the corona came the quarantine. The problem that everybody has to be lonely, separated, and nobody knows how to deal with it. We never read it before. It's in our generation, nobody went through such a thing. And nobody knows what to do with it. To sit in the house for how long? How long are you going to be there and what are you going to do? But humanity dealt with such problems. Epidemics is not a new thing. The cholera was an epidemic that came throughout the 1800s and before, over in a few waves in different parts of the world. But I want to, to share with you a story that would happen in, in 1831, when the, the cholera epidemic came to Germany and Poland. It was a city, it's called Poison. Poison is a city that's now is in Poland, but at that time, in 1831, it was in Germany. And it was there a very famous rabbi, Rabbi Akiva Eger. In the world of people who know the history of the Jewish people, it was a very, very famous rabbi. And when this cholera epidemic spread in this town, he went all the way there to make sure that the Jewish community obeys all the rules of the government and trying to save lives. He created a, te a task force, a committee that was the, their job was the cholera committee of the people of the Moses religion. That's what it was called. And he made sure that they will do everything that, that the government suggests. Number one, they were talking about hygiene, to be clean. Then he wanted, he made sure that this committee will, every public place in the Jewish community, synagogues, stores, uh, commu uh, community centers, schools, everything should be very clean. More than that, they, he offered, they sent special clinic people, the sponsored clinic people to go to the poor families who cannot afford it, to make sure that they are clean too. But not only this, he, he gave an order he, in one of these, in his, he wrote a whole letter of points, what everybody has to do. One of them was his, he ordered that people should change the clothing at least once a week. You can just imagine what was the hygiene at that time, that he gave an order that you must change your clothing once a week. And the most important problem that everybody know now and they knew then too, that when people gather together, that spreads the, the epidemic the best way to spread it, that he gave an order that nobody is allowed to dive in a minion. Just as we know, we cannot come to shul together, and it's very sad and very painful. So to then, they could not, they were, he was not allowing to go to get together. But then came Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. People want to go to shul Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. He knew he cannot close down the shuls for the holidays. And there were big shuls there. And in these shuls, people, everyone had his seat. They were buying the seats. And they, were, they had many people inheriting the seats from the parents and grandparents. It was a very old community. And they made an order. A half of the community will come to Davon Rosh Hashanah to Shul, and the other half will come in Kippur. Those with the even numbers will come on Rosh Hashanah, and with the odd numbers will come in Kippur. And between every two people will be an empty seat that nobody should see too close to the, other, to the others. And he brought in the police to show, and the army to make sure they, all, they keep the order. And when people go out, they don't go in droves, one by one. And when they come in, everything should be in order. And he said on Rosh Hashanah, 
There is a tradition that many people have that they don't eat or drink before they hear the shofar blowing. That he gave the order, and this year, everybody must drink and eat before he goes to Shulon Rosh Hashanah, because the doctor said that if you are, if you're not eating in the morning, you're more subset, subset, you're more, you can get quicker the sickness. But on Yom Kippur, he says he cannot tell people not to, not to eat. In other history events, people, rabbis got up and not only they, they told people to eat on Yom Kippur, but in this case, he told them you can fast on Yom Kippur, but there was going to be two doctors in the lobby who will sit there when everybody who doesn't feel a little bit bad, feels, doesn't feel good. Right away will go out to them and they will tell them exactly what to do. And he said, if you see your neighbor next to you who doesn't feel good, don't try to be smart. Go out, stay to the doctor and tell, and tell him about it. He also shared the prayers. He shortened the prayers of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur to make sure that the service takes much less and people can go home early. And even Yom Kippur, they can have the break, a, a, a longer break. I don't think they had a, lo- a, a break as long as Solon Chabad and Yom Kippur, but they, but they had a break. In these places in Germany, the German Jews, they daven a lot. Their prayer book and Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is much longer than ours. You don't even know how lucky you are that we have such a short service at Rosh Hashanah and Kippur relative to other communities. Why all of this? Because he said that his Jewish law says that your body, your life doesn't belong to you. My money belongs to me and I can give charity. My life, people say I can do with my life whatever I want. It's not true. The life is God's and it's alone gives it alone to the per- loan to the person, he should protect it and return it complete as he got it. A person is not allowed to, to risk his life. And this is not a new thing that this rabbi invented. It's written already in the Talmud. The Talmud says, in, the Talmud says when there is an epidemic in the city, stay on. That's what the Talmud says. And the proof that the Talmud brings for it is some something we're going to read this Shabbat in the synagogue. You see, if, you, if we were in Shabbos in Shul, we would be at least 15 minutes longer because we take out this Shabbos, we take out two Torahs. From one, we read the two, the, the two parshas, two long parshas. It's called Vayakil and Pikudei. Two parshas who go into long details about the building, the how to build the sanctuary, the temple in the desert, the portable sanctuary. After we finish with, two, with these two long parshas, we read from the second Torah, the Maftir. Now, usually the Maftir is very short, three lines from the parsha. This Maftir is the longest Maftir of the year. We're going to read from the book of Exodus uh, about the Jewish, the Jews are the prepared to the Exodus from Egypt. What God told Moses to tell the Jews how to get ready for the Exodus. The first two weeks before Pesach, the two weeks before Pesach from Rosh Chodesh Nisan until Pesach. That's why we're reading it now in the Torah, in the synagogue, as a second Torah from after, because he's getting ready for the holiday of Pesach. What we read there, God tells Moses, tell the Jews that on the 10th of the month, four days before Passover, they should take the Passover lamb, should take a lamb, bring it to their own house, keep it in their own house for four days. And then in their own home, slaughter the animal, 
and, and put a little bit of blood on the doorpost and the lentil in top of the door. And then at that night, the Seder night, they should eat the meat. And then the Torah tells them, and you should not leave the houses for a whole night until morning. You should be quarantined in your house for a whole night. Lock the doors and be in your house for a whole night. Not only the Seder, if you have your neighbor coming to you, joining for the Seder, you should stay in your house all night until the morning. Why? Because in the middle of the night, God will go out and he will strike the Philzborn Egyptian. And therefore, God doesn't want when the angel of death is running around the streets in Egypt, when there is a plague in Egypt, stay home. And the Talmud learns from this line that when there is a plague, stay home, quarantine yourself, lock the door and stay inside. That's what you learn from this, that's what we learn from, from the story of the Exodus from Egypt. But as usual, the Rebbe couldn't see in it only something negative. Must be there is something positive for the staying home. Not just because we are afraid of the, of, of the plague, must be a positive story. This idea of slaughtering the animal, offering a sacrifice basically, in your own home, is the only one-time thing that happened in Egypt. Usually, if a Jew wanted to offer a sacrifice, there's only one place in the world he can do it. He had to go to Jerusalem and one altar on the Temple Mount, there was the only designated place a person was allowed to offer sacrifices. Not anywhere else. In the desert, it had to be in the portable sanctuary, in the Mishkan. There was one altar, and you had to go there and offer a sacrifice. The idea of offering a sacrifice in your backyard never existed. Even before there was a temple, there was something that's called Bama, like a portable altar. Even this was also in designated places. Abraham built an altar on the Temple Mount, much before it was a temple there. Jacob built an altar in a place where God revealed himself to him. Special places. Just having everybody, everybody in his own backyard slaughtering animals as a sacrifice? The only place that took place, only time that this took place was in Egypt. The question is why God did it. Why God allowed it that everyone can offer a sacrifice in his own home instead of going designating a place in Egypt, let's say in Moses' house, in Aaron's house, in the synagogue they used to use there, they all also gathering places in Egypt, even while they were slaves, and even in the last, especially in the last six months before they left Egypt, they were not slaves. And they were free people for the, from Rosh Hashanah until Pesach, designate a place, and let them offer the sacrifices together. Rabbi said the answer is in the first line, when God said the first time to Moses, build me a sanctuary and I will dwell among them. What God told Moses is, I build me a sanctuary, but I want to dwell not just in the sanctuary, I want to dwell among them. God wanted to dwell among, in every house, in every Jewish home. Then offering sacrifices in everybody's backyard, that's unacceptable. We need one place. But the goal of staying, of dwelling in every, in, in, in every home that God wanted should be not just in the sanctuary, not just in the synagogue, not just in the temple in Jerusalem, but in everyone's home. Then for the first time before the Jews left Egypt, that's considered the birth of the Jewish people. When he wanted, there was the first foundation, the first day of the Jewish people observing the first mitzvah, the mitzvah of Passover lamb, that, the Jew, that every Jew observed in history as Jews, the first mitzvah that was, 
was the Passover lamb. God wanted they should do it in every home. Close the doors, lock the doors, stay home. Not because there is a plague outside, because I want that you home should be a home for God. <clears throat> that your home should be a place that has Judaism. God wants to be invited to, to our own homes, not just in the synagogue. And maybe that's what the coronavirus is all about. We have to look for the positive thing about it. You know, usually for Pesach, people go on vacations, they go to hotels, they go to family, they fly to the other side of the country, to, the, to other countries, to Israel, to be with family. And it could be a time that a person will be 10 years, 20 years, he never made a seder in his house. Maybe God tells us this year something unique. I want you to have a seder in your house. I want you to have a seder to invite me, God says, inviting God to everyone's house. God wants, we should invite Elijah the prophet to our house. If we'll have a cup of Elijah on the table, we'll have Elijah coming to us not just to our cousin that I go every year to the Seder, to my in-laws, to my grandparents, to the hotel. God wants Elijah to come to visit every Jewish home. That's why God wants us this year. We should, everyone will, be, will not have, be able to have the big Seders. We'll have to be quarantined in our own homes. Maybe we'll have a neighbor, maybe we'll have a friend, maybe we'll have a few family members who went through the test and they are for sure clean from coronavirus, God forbid. He will give them a test, Erev Pesach, right before the, before the, the Seder. Maybe in the last five minutes, he got coronavirus from somebody else. Maybe he should send out the test to everyone in his, in his own home. He can check everyone by the, by the door. But the bottom line is, we will have to learn to make a Seder. We will have to do it. We will have to prepare Maror. We can buy Maror. We have to have a, 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 play, a, a Matzeh. And actually, to have a real Seder having matzah and maror and wine, drinking the four cups of wine, having a, a good Seder. And this together, we will have every Jewish home in the world for the first year, for first year in many generations. Every Jewish home will have their own Seder, will be a house for God, will be an amazing experience. Just thinking about that, that while you're sitting in your Seder and you think you're lonely, just your own nucleus family, it's not true. Every Jewish home in the world is having, will have this night, this year, having Elijah coming to visit the Seder. And you know, this, if he would be in the synagogue, we're completing the book of Exodus, the, this Shabbos. What do we do? What do, you, what do you announce when we complete a book? We announce together, Chazak, Chazak, Unit Chazak. What does this mean? We should be strong. We should take strong from the Torah and we should strengthen each other. Then because we cannot be... <coughs> we, can, we cannot be in the shul today, this Shabbos. Now let's do it together today. We'll announce together. Chazak, Chazak, Chazak. Chazak, Chazak. Thank you all for joining me. And I hope, God willing, we will not have to do it online soon. We will be back together in our show. Have a good night and a good Shabbos. Thank you. 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 Thank you